I saw a wave, a dark wave, come over our nation. And it's not just the election, of course. But this program is going to be all in the name Rigged. Because when I and we formed Rigged, it was because of the financial system. But Rigged is now becoming common in America. It's all rigged. In a rigged system. in our culture. System. Today we're going to discuss uh, some behavior with Russia, and this is a big one because they're not telling you in Western media, uh, but Americans better wake up and they need to understand that the Russians are genuinely furious right now, and the media is not letting us see that side, and this is very important for us to understand because you have uh, you know, Sloppy Joe out there talking about you know, potential of Armageddon in nuclear form. And, you know, the United States is really doing a job of either trying to wipe out Russia or um, really destroy the Western world to some extent uh, because of the um, incompetence. But this is important. And uh, what you what you're not hearing is what's going on uh, around the world and what they are saying most people in the world believe that the Americans, uh, who knows, probably with the British, we don't know, uh, did blow up the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipeline. They don't understand how serious that was. And even a Columbia professor, uh, which was a surprise to me, um, was on live stream with uh, MSNBC. And he even said that it was pretty obvious the United States blew up the pipeline. Uh, and that's a break from narrative, which I appreciate the honesty, because you got to remember that there was a time when the United States uh, would talk with Russia. At least, you know, they would show and act like they had respect for one another. Just remember the exchange that they had back in the day with uh, President uh, Medved and then uh, Barack Obama uh, right before his reelection when he was caught on hot mic saying that they could discuss these nuclear options once he was reelected. And there were at least a conversation going on. That was when Mr. Medved was singing a very, very different tune of things in the world. Now, this was a former president of Russia. He's a strong ally of President Putin. Many people think that if you just get rid of Putin, everything will be better. But what they don't know is the men behind Putin uh, who would probably succeed him are probably even more aggressive than Putin himself. Uh, Putin is actually more of a moderate compared to the other Russians. But Medved made a statement publicly the other day, and listen to this. It is useless and unnecessary to appeal to the prudence of our enemies in the West the enemies must be forced to ask for mercy in the lost economic battle and end it with their complete and unconditional surrender. And folks, this is going to be important to all of us because for whatever reason we decided to do it now, I think personally it's it was always going to be the plan. I, I think if you listen back to 2016 and the rhetoric that uh, if Clinton would have gotten in, this is exactly what they would have done. They would have done the exact same thing right now that they're doing. I think President Trump got in the way. Remember, he was the only president that uh, had not gone to war. He was actually bringing peace to the world. And you do have to know that Ukraine is a bowling alley to to uh, Russia. 
So Europe can go right through Ukraine with tanks, trucks and equipment and take over Russia. So Ukraine's always been a very important line in the sand for Russia. Um, a, a big chunk of Ukraine are Russian passport citizens. So um, the most of the narrative you're hearing from the news is just flat out a lie. And, you know, personally, I get it. I, you know, I'm an American soldier, you know, at heart. I get it. But at the same time, I just really think we should be more honorable. I think true leaders and true power should have um, levels of integrity and levels of morality to them. But you're not seeing this in Western media. The Western media is just not covering this, and that should alarm every single one of you. The American people really do need to understand that Russia is not playing around. They're not going to roll over and submit like a puppy just because the United States insists it should. They're not going to. I mean, that's Russian personality, let alone character. The Americans are continuing to funnel arms and money through Ukraine as well as Europe. The Europeans are so committed to this, they're willing to allow their people to suffer so much so that we blow up this Nord Stream 1-2 pipeline. And there's many people who say it. Pentagon officials say it uh, that are retired. Um, the Colombian professor said it. I mean, most of us, we know that it was the United States and probably England that did it. But they are willing to allow the German people to suffer, if not the economy completely collapse, in order to achieve their goal. And I believe the goal is, as I'm going to get into here, is far more nefarious, and uh, I don't think it works, to be honest. I think they will fail. I think it was a horrible miscalculation, but as I said, I think this is something they, they've been wanting to do. And it's ironic because they always blame the right, although the right is involved in this. Um, but it always was the left uh, in Barack Obama and uh, Hillary Clinton, definitely. These are just called neocons, folks. A neocon is not somebody that is right or left. They, they are a, a certain breed of mindset. These are warmongers. These are like a neo-Nazi type of mindset and just war and destruction. And that's kind of what a neocon is. You know, you, you get even senators like Lindsey Graham, Republican. He's, he's about as warmonger neocon as it gets. Um, but Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton was the same thing. Uh, but this is really a big deal. Um, the United States is continuing to do it. And you just have to put yourself into the shoes of the Russian leaders that are around Putin. Remember, Putin actually is more of a moderate if you really look at the people around him. And they look at what they have seen over just the last eight years since the democratically elected president of Ukraine was ousted by the Western Baku. It was no doubt it was American CIA. It was MI5 in England. We sit there and complain or we try to act like we're righteous and yet we are the ones destabilizing the world. We are the ones that overthrew Ukraine. Here we profess a deep commitment to democracy in America and Europe, but yet they ignore the voters of Ukraine and they helped orchestrate the unlawful removal of President Viktor Yukonovich. Remember that? That was back in February of 2014. That's also when they installed the neo-Nazis. That's when they started bringing in the neo-Nazis. I don't get, which I just think it's true ignorance, why we don't understand that who we, those, not me, I'm not for sure, but those that are supporting Ukraine, they're supporting neo-Nazis. 
These are nasty, ruthless humans, if you even want to call them a human. That's just disgusting. It just, it makes me sad, if anything, that the level of ignorance and downright stupidity of so many people don't realize that they're really rooting for neo-Nazis to do this. I think there were so many other ways we could have taken advantage of Russian resources. But remember, in the aftermath of that coup in 2014, the newly installed Ukrainian government, they kind of went about on a war against Russia, speaking Ukrainians. That's the deal. These were Russian-speaking Ukrainians. There's a third of Ukraine that are passport-carrying Russians. And ever since 2014, they started putting these Nazis in there in Ukraine. And they started to harass and terrorize the Russian people that lived in Ukraine. Because remember, just study history, folks. Ukraine it isn't even real, by the way, but Ukraine really, um, vast of it and Crimea for certain belong to Russia, always going back to Catherine the Great. So I'm not sure. Well, I do know just most people just don't know the history of it. But it is really important because Ukraine wantonly killed civilians and the West remained silent. They were terrorizing. The Ukrainians were terrorizing these Russian citizens, these people, these women, these children. The Ukrainians were doing it. And despite repeated warnings from Russia that it would not tolerate Western efforts to bring Ukraine into NATO, besides the fact that the United States and NATO said they would never go east, they just flat out lied, Russia truly remembers the invasion by Germany and the invasion by France, and they know what the West's intention is. They know the West is going after the $70 trillion in natural resources. That's what this is about. I mean, I just think there's other ways we could have done it. We didn't have to destroy the lives of women and children and innocent people that we are doing. The United States and Europe has conducted annual military exercises with Ukraine and provided the military training and assistance ever since 2014. So Russia's attempt to negotiate in December of 2021 with the United States over the status of Ukraine was completely blown off. They didn't care. Russia's always tried to do the right thing. That's why, and listen, I'm not rah-hoo-rah for Russia. I'm just telling you these are the facts on the ground. And that's why it makes me mad when I see these senators and these people so gung-ho. It's like, are you really serious? So many people just truly believe Putin was this this tyrant wanting to take over the world. Um, Excuse me, it's the other way around. It's NATO and the United States that's doing that. And I want to be dominant. Don't get me wrong. I love our country to be prosperous, but we've outsourced everything in our country. We've outsourced it. We're doing exactly what the what the Romans did. Only President Trump saw clearly how how amazing it would be to make America great by bringing back manufacturing. I mean, employment in in black and brown communities exploded entrepreneurialism exploded. And then we had the, of course, the pandemic, which changed things. But even after that, we would have had an explosion in economic activity if it wasn't for what's going on right now in Europe and Ukraine. And now the energy crisis that they're willing to allow their people to suffer for something they started. 
So despite the warnings, we just continue forward. So in response to this, Russia's special military operation, the United States and Europe imposed such draconian sanctions. They stole hundreds of billions of dollars and embarked on a full-scale attempt to punish not just the political leaders of Russia, but they went after Russian citizens and denouncing Russian rich cultural heritage. They were stealing yachts. They're, they're going, they're, we're just such thieves. It's just terrible. The United States and Europe continue right now today to supply Ukraine with weapons and ammunition that is being used to kill the newly incorporated citizens of Russia. And by the way, these people are Russian citizens. Those regions that Putin annexed, those were Russian territories all along anyway. If anything, they were Russian passport-carrying speaking people. And that's regardless of how people just don't understand the history of it, but you need to know how important that is, let alone how important those regions are to natural resources and water supplies to Crimea and the wheat supply. I mean, there is so much involved. This is all around natural resources. And they keep saying Putin bad, we good. And it's just a joke. I just would rather have taken over and dominated in a way that wouldn't destroy the lives of so many. And they keep saying it's Russia that's destroying the lives of so many. And that's just not true. Well, they have no choice for what they're doing. So all they want to do is keep supplying the weapons and ammunition. And they're killing these people, these innocent people, along the Donbass and the Kurzon and the Zephyrzia regions of Ukraine, which is really Russian territory now. It is now Russia's territory. So if they start bombing missiles into those territories, you're going to see an escalation that you won't like. I mean, Biden is speaking truth because he knows what they're trying to do and start. That's probably the only thing he's done that's actually straight up is he's telling you that we are going to try to almost ruin the world if we can. Russia's efforts to negotiate with Ukraine was shut down completely by the uh, United Kingdom's Prime Minister Boris Johnson when they tried to do treaties in, uh, in April, tried to have peace. And it was legitimate, but they just shut it down. The United Kingdom, Poland, and Ukraine all announced that they had a trilateral pact to promote Ukraine's defense and independence in February of 2022. The Commission on Security and Cooperation in Europe and leading U.S. officials are calling for decolonizing Russia. See what and Russia knows this. They're not they're not naive to what's coming. And they're furious right now at the West. And I don't think Americans truly understand how serious this is. They're saying that we need to decolonize Russia. They want to break Russia up into geographic regions. Russia's Nord Stream gas pipelines were sabotaged by the United States. Everybody knows that. And when they decolonize Russia and break it up into regions, what do you think they're doing? They're planning to send corporate minions of the West in there to dominate and control all the natural resources. So they can have all the gas, the rare earth minerals, the silver. And by the way, Russia was the main supplier of silver for the LBMA. Now they are no longer supplying it. So now the LBMA has to compete with the United States COMEX for the Mexican silver. 
you're going to see an explosion in silver prices. And I don't think the, uh, the Russian silver is ever coming back to the West. I think it's going to go to India and China. I think we truly, truly cut off the hands uh, that feed you. And you're going to see it because the American exchange COMEX, and this is for people that are seriously into the silver, which you should be. We in the United States in the COMEX didn't even have the supply to fulfill the physical demand. So we were sending the physical demand when these future contracts end over to London. are called EFPs, Exchange for Physical. So London was actually fulfilling contracts that the United States could not. And think about that. Now London no longer gets Russian silver. So where is American going to send for the physical? And I'm telling you right now as an insider, someone who's inside the refining chain, the deepest part of the supply chain of precious metal and gold and silver, I'm telling you right now, physical silver is getting difficult to get in large quantity. You just have to go to the big traders like Amark that, that are trading silver and they'll tell you what's going on. But there is something far more ominous here. Ukraine and Poland are literally rattling nuclear sabers. They're the ones talking about it. Let us start with the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, who I think is just nothing but a true puppet. That guy was a fruitcake. If you just look at his past, he has no idea what he's doing. He's being told everything by the West of what to do and what to say. He called for international community to take preventive action to deter the potential use of nuclear weapons by Russia. Think about that. He's talking about now in the address to the Lowy Institute, which was a nonpartisan international policy think tank in Australia. Zelensky went on to say that the, he underscored the importance of preventive strikes and preventive action so that Russia can get a better picture of the potential consequence if they move to use nuclear weapons. If you haven't noticed in the headlines, which I'm surprised he even said it, Russia's already deployed their, their nuclear um, drone, their, their submarines that have nuclear droned, um, gosh, I'm sorry, the, not only what you call them, the, the, the missiles that come out, but it's, they're nuclear tipped and they, they are very, they're deadly weapons. And uh, I forget the name of them. I should have it on top of my head, but they've already deployed it. So Russia's already cruising around with submarines with these with these doomsday weapons on them. And uh, we're here we're talking like this. Vladimir Putin's press secretary, Dmitry Peskov, reacted firmly when Zelensky started talking about this. Basically, Zelensky is saying we need to strike first. And believe me, that's not going <laughs> to... They are just, we are fools right now, folks, of what we're trying to do here. This is not something to mess around with. If any of you remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, you'll understand. He, the, the uh, Putin's press secretary went on to say, clearly reflecting Putin's position about Zelensky's foolish remarks. He said, the United States, the United Kingdom de facto lead the activities of Kiev. And therefore, they should be responsible for Zelensky's statements. Poland made matters worse by claiming this week that it asked the United States to base nuclear weapons in Poland. And I, folks, am. I, was a, I had a NATO secret clearance in nuclear warfare. I worked on short-range tactical nuclear missiles. 
And I know what missile systems they would be putting in Poland because Poland's right next to Russia. So you don't need these intercontinental ballistic type things. You use these short range nuclear missiles that we used to put on a track. It was like on a on a um, on a track wheeled vehicle. And we would mate the missile system right there in the woods. And it was on like a three inch rail. I mean, literally three inch rail. And we would launch these these missiles off of it. And it could be into Mach 3, 4 before you know it. And it would it would strike strike Russia within like 30 seconds. I remember back in the day when we were firing missiles in, in Crete, Greece, uh, as a wave, you know, Europeans would come together or mainly Germans. But we would test fire these short range tactical nukes, but we would be dropping them right in front of Libya's coastline. And I thought that was a kick in the pants because that was after, of course, we bombed Libya. And so they never knew that what missiles we were launching, we were just testing missiles, but they never knew that what we were launching, if it was real or not. Talk about power. Talk about checkmate, man. Ronald Reagan was the bomb. I tell you, he really was an amazing, amazing president. But so these tactical nukes are real. And then you got Poland saying that they want the nuclear missiles right there in their country. Bloomberg News even reported the problem, first of all, is that we don't have nuclear weapons. Now, this is the, you know, the Poland people talking. In an interview with a Gazette Polska newspaper they published on Wednesday, there is always a potential opportunity to participate in nuclear sharing because Poland didn't have any. And in April, uh, Kaczynski went on to say Poland's de facto leader as the head of the ruling law and justice party. He told the German Welt um, Sontag newspaper that his country was open to hosting U.S. nuclear weapons. And they would be these nuclear weapons on track vehicles. And the problem with those weapons is, well, I know what we used to do is when the weapons were, were fired, we just basically became infantrymen because our mission was done. We had our stash of weapons, you know, all over uh, Germany, and we would go and, and hide in barns and move around tactically. And uh, we, you know, we were there defending the fold the gap is what we called. And I remember uh, I had a great general uh, by the name of Colin Powell. Uh, he was general of Fifth Corps at the time I was there in Germany. I was there during the fall of the Berlin Wall. It was just a wonderful time when America had a lot of reasonability to what they did. Something's drastically changed. I'm even embarrassed to say I was in the military now compared to the woke nature they're doing. It's it's insulting what they're doing with our military. But this is a big deal. They've spoken to the American leaders about whether the U.S. is considering a possibility of Poland sharing the weapons. Duda told the newspaper the topic is open. So think of when the Cuban Missile Crisis brought the world to the brink of nuclear war between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. Let's not forget this, folks. This is important. Don't fall in with the propaganda. The Soviets reacted to the United States placing nuclear missiles in Turkey. So they decided to give the United States a taste of its own medicine. And the U.S. was horrified at the prospect of having Soviet missiles 90 miles from our shores And we reacted strongly. That Cuban Missile Crisis was an enormous point in history. Let's not forget that. Would we allow Russia to put nuclear missiles in the Mexican border? No. 
Why do we think it's okay to go and do it to Poland or to put systems in Ukraine? Why do we think that's okay? Obviously, it's not. It's highly provocative. But let's not forget what happened in Cuba. Fortunately, cooler heads ended up prevailing back then, and a deal was cut that committed the Soviets to removing those missiles from Cuba followed by the United States removing the nukes from Turkey. That was wise. Why would any sane person think that the West could now place nukes on the border of Russia? And then Russia is not going to react? Are, are we mad? Are we insane? Are we, are we as the people allowing our leaders to do this? Are we naive? I mean, that's why I don't understand the, the huff and puff aggression. Listen, I get if we want to take over Russia, if we want those natural resources, but boy, there was a lot better ways of doing it. We could have caused internal revolution, instability there. I mean, there's so many ways we should have just kept using our CIA like all the movies show. And we should have just slowly changed the mindset of the Russian people internally and let them overthrow, and then we would have some friendly Russian leaders, and then our corporations can march in and take over the resources. We didn't have to do it that caused such harm and grief to, to people and innocent civilians. They keep saying that Vladimir Putin is, well, put it this way, they, they want us to believe that Putin is delusional. But Vladimir Putin is not delusional, and he's not paranoid. And remember, he is the moderate one in Russia. You do not want Putin out. The ones behind him are far more aggressive and they don't like the West because they remember the tens of millions of their people dying at the hands of the Germans. Putin is taking the West at its word and accepts the reality that the United States and Europe flat out want to destroy Russia And Putin is committed to preventing it and has now made it clear that the members of his government and the people of Russia are awakened to the threat. They all remember when the Germans came in and tried to take over Russia and destroyed and killed tens of millions. You want to watch a great movie, go watch a movie about Stalingrad. I'm telling you, these people are determined people. So when you see the Western narrative of, oh, the Russian men, they just want to leave. They don't want to be part of this draft mode. I mean, some of that's probably true because they're probably some some noodle heads. Russia, I imagine to some extent, um, they have the same problem we do here with social media creating just noodle head weaklings, um, bravo males with no understanding of, of being a man. Well, matter of fact, the United States is trying to tell the world a man's not a man and a man can be a woman. I mean, we're twisted. We're really messed up. If you were put in Vladimir Putin's place, what would you do? How would you react to this? You see, that's why this is important. Now, the only thing I can think of is go back to the Berlin Wall when it collapsed, where I was in Germany at the time the Berlin Wall collapsed. I had, I had gone over to uh, to uh, Berlin. I had actually crossed through Checkpoint Charlie. Uh, we went on a mission. It was designed to show off our freedom. We went over with military uniforms. All our insignia was off, but we went over there. I remember being tracked by KGB, and um, our job was to go over and spend money. It was a total riot. I mean, we just had a blast. 
um, but I just saw the, the poverty. I mean, I get that the Soviet Union was not good. I understand the Soviet Union's behavior because they were furious of the tens of millions killed by the Germans. They took all the territory they could to give themselves a buffer, and they were ironclad hardcore about it because they were pissed off. You would be, too, if tens of millions of your uh, fellow Americans died the same way. It didn't work, and we ended up financially breaking Russia. Back then, the commodity world was important, but not nearly as important as it is today. And the commodities today, natural resources, are so vital. So back in 1989, when we you know, forced um, the Russians to basically, we kind of bankrupted them to some extent, and Gorbachev had to give in, and the Berlin Wall collapsed and the people were free. I remember monitoring because we were in the in the woods. We were in the woods for weeks on end monitoring the people flowing over the border when the Berlin Wall fell. And I just remember seeing the images of, of people with their little vagabond cars and all their belongings and how shocked they were to see food in the stores. And, you know, so obviously the Soviet Union era wasn't good, but Putin had rebuilt it. Russia came back. And now more than ever, these natural resources are absolutely essential to the future. And that's why most of this is going on. So don't underestimate, you know, the real reason behind it. This is about the natural resources. Almost all wars were about natural resources. And right now in the era we're in with computers and technology, these natural resources and everything that Russia holds is so important. Now, instead of infiltrating, and I think we've tried for decades to do so, we just didn't do it, from inside Russia to destabilize it, now we've decided enough's enough, we need to just overtly attack them from the outside, and that's what's happening right now. I think we're forced to do it because the banking system is done, the Western world is financially pretty much bankrupt, Um, we have very little in the way of natural resource wealth. The United States does, but we've kind of destroyed a lot of it. Um, Amazingly, you know, Sloppy Joe, first thing he did was come in and and kill off our ability to produce our own oil, uh, stop the flow of oil coming from Canada, uh, destroying our our farm and food production. Um, It's just astounding what we're doing to ourselves. And I truly believe it's it's a twofold where, one, they want to take over Russia for the natural resource and then dominate the world. And two, submit the people of the West to a one world order government and the Great Reset so we become slaves. That's why Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, that absolute Nazi, is trying to tell you that the goal of the World Economic Forum in the West is you will have nothing and and, and be happy. That's just not freedom. And we need to realize that the enemy is in the house. It's like in church, you know, people don't believe it, but the demons, man, there's demons in the church. That's for sure. I've seen it plenty of times. So this is very real to our standard of living. And I really believe that the malfeasance of the bankers has finally hit its mark. I think the 50 year cycle of this currency of the U.S. dollar um, or I'm sorry, the Federal Reserve note, it's not even a real U.S. dollar. A real U.S. dollar is actually silver, uh, but the Federal Reserve note is done, and we are really insolvent as West. Uh, we have created more debt than any country in the history of the world, 
And they're forced to do this because if we can go to a full-blown war, then they can blame the collapse of the system on Russia. But Russia is a lot cooler head than the Americans in the, in the NATO. And I don't think Russia will be the one overreacting. I think in the end, it's going to be us. We're going to, we're going to show our cards. I think that's what Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 was all about. I think the world knows. Matter of fact, I do know the world knows. If you listen to the media, the world knows the United States and their allies, probably either Poland or England, who knows, they blew up the pipelines. And they actually destroyed the economy and the livelihood of our own ally to keep them from breaking down in the sanctions and giving into Russia because Russia would never destroy their pipelines, folks. Why? All they had to do was turn it off. Why would they blow it up? They built it. It was their leverage. All I'm saying is, you know, what we saw in Italy and what we're seeing in hopefully Brazil, we need to turn around this Western world, get back to conservative values that will have respect for the world. I know there's plenty on the right that are all raha on this too, um, but they're neocons and the rest are just ignorant. But we need to get back to truth, to freedom, to sound money, because that is where our standard of living will thrive. But right now it doesn't look like it. So you better get ready and you better have preparation with food, gold and silver. It can't be any more serious than now. And if you've got more than 250000 in a bank in the same account, you're going to regret it. So until next week, God bless each and every one of you. Take what I'm saying. It is real. It is serious. They're not telling you the truth. And it's best to at least know the truth so we can properly prepare ourselves for the potential of what is coming. So until next week, God bless you. With record money printing wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888 747-3309 747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com